Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host of this podcast series. This is episode 117 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is experimenting with tarot. And my special guest is my good friend, Jamie Elford, the author of Tarot Inspired Life. Welcome, Jamie. Hey, Teresa. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, and we're going to talk about your book in a moment. But experimenting it with tarot is such an interesting topic. You know, because when most people think about tarot, they think of divination, right? Yes. But, but both you and I know that tarot can be used for so much more. We can get super creative with it. So I want to talk oh, about... yeah. Yeah. Well, you're super creative. Uh, you're such a great writer. You're so talented. And you're, you're doing so many cool things with tarot. And I know journaling is one of the things that you're really interested in. Now, tarot journaling is a great way to keep track of your readings, but how might you use tarot for journaling, not just for keeping track of your readings? Mm-hmm. What might be a fun way to play around with that? Oh, well, there's all sorts of things you can do. Um, like you said, journaling is like record keeping, so you can do a card of the day type of journal. However, I like to ask the cards questions or create scenarios with them. So I can, let's see here, draw the three of pentacles, for example, and then talk about how I'm using collaborations throughout the day. Mm. Use that as like a, a journaling prompt type card. Mm-hmm. Or even better, if you want to really apply it into your life and um, have some healing effort, you can start writing about like a hard time in your life or a good time. You know, you could do both. Um, like, let's say if I'm working on trying to get over an aspect of my past where I was teased, I can talk about how painful that was or who did it, describe scenarios or whatnot. And then I can draw a few cards and say, hey, this happened to me. How can I use the power of tarot to help me grow out of this and pull the cards and you can either use the meanings for them or look at the pictures on the cards because as you say, tarot tells a story and then start free handing, free writing and blogging about what's going on. Now, let me ask you this too. If you've done it, let's say, if you have you compared the notes between when you've done it using like, specific tarot interpretations versus just what, you know, whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. And what do you find? I find that both methods are truly helpful. It depends on what I am seeking in the moment Mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes I just want to vent and that's perfectly normal. You can vent, you can use the card as a, a, you know, a um, jumping off point where I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, the cards tell me I need to love and accept and be all happy, shiny unicorn, and I just don't feel that today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to vent it all out. But at the same time, sometimes transferring or transmutating the um, event helps us to really dig deep into the heart of the matter and figure out what exactly is going on. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a writer, um, Mm -hmm. and I know that you, you do a lot of writing, too. Um, so how might you experiment and play around with tarot for writing? How might you use it to awaken your muse? I mean, you taught classes about this. Oh, yeah. That's one of the first things I thought out to do with tarot after I found, you know, divination's fun. Reading cards is fun. But if you just read the cards, you're not really doing much with 
that, you know, I wanted to do more. So I figured out how can I use the cards in my writing? I create characters with the cards. I create settings and plots. And I use it for a creativity coach. So I used to do a thing called NaNoWriMo, which happens every November. It's a month-long novel writing process where you get a loose plot or no plot, and you just start writing a 50,000-word story. And Tarot has helped me. Yeah, I got into it with Tarot where I would draw – I I choose a deck – if I was doing an urban fantasy type story, I might be choosing the steampunk tarot or the universal fantasy, but I would pick a deck that embodied kind of the vibe of what my story was going to be. And then I would set up um, creating spreads for characters. I would do a main character. I would do a antagonist character and I would pull cards that describe their look, their age, their attributes, a maybe a um, how do they handle a scenario? Mm-hmm. What is like a flaw they might have? And that really helps you create well-rounded characters. Sometimes you can even pick a card that just says, you know, hey, this is what my character is going to look like. And then you can carry that card around as you're writing about town or being at home and writing. So you mentioned that you use steampunk, steampunk tarot for fantasy. Mm-hmm. So do you find that if you experiment with like maybe different tarot decks for your writing, that this could lead to different genres? It could lead to a different vibe. I mean, how does playing around with different decks for each thing? How does that work? I've never tried that, by well, the way. Oh, it's it's so much fun, um, especially like if you have other writers or people that participate in Nano. I would do days where me and my friends would just get together and we'd pull a lot of tarot cards, you know, the decks together. And because we talk about what genre we were writing in. So I usually tend to write in urban fantasy. Sometimes it's a little darker. So I have a lot more darker decks for at hand. But I usually like to go through my decks and just say, hmm, what's the vibe? I want it to be kind of more, do I want fairies? Do I want vampires or whatnot and I go through and I find something that just kind of touches me in the heart that tells me this is exactly the vibe for my um, story. I have a friend that once uh, she wrote a horror story and it wasn't a ghost story. Mm-hmm. It was more kind of like um, a weird Victoriana type thing. And at the time I had a copy of the Worm Weird Tarot, which is kind of this creep show, almost three-dimensional weird photography type deck she glommed onto that because it had stuff like mad scientists and needles and stuff so she would look through that and go oh look at this card this has got oh this is a great plot idea where i can have maybe the mad scientist go through and stab somebody with some green liquid or something from the needle and Mm. so it helps you know influence your story plot points as well as maybe the tone of it i found it very interesting that you mentioned getting together groups of people and pulling cards. So how might, I mean, that's, that's really an intriguing idea. That would be such a fun way to kind of use tarot in a completely different way. So just tell me how that works if you're sitting around with a group of people and what you found around that versus just doing your own thing. So when I'm sitting alone and doing my own thing, I don't speak out loud. You know, all, all the stuff, all the ideas are up in my head and when you kind of internalize things, you don't um, really remember a lot of what 
you're putting out there. It's all internal. And, you know, it's like, oh, this deck's cool. This art's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's very different when you're trying to tell somebody the story idea you have and then show them pictures. You know, it's like I can say, like, oh, my story's about a mechanical fairy that goes off to try and find a way to keep her heart from beating, you know, all, you know, until time memorial. But if I grab a steampunk tarot deck and I say, my clockwork fairy looks like this and has this flaw and does this, people go, oh, I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. So when you're in groups, you get more feedback, you get the brainstorming effects, you get a lot more collaboration, a lot more ideas. And for me, in brainstorming, all ideas go, especially if you're writing and you've got your creative engine. Some of the most off-the-wall ideas happen when I'm talking to my friends about things. Where um, Yesterday, I was in a group of people, and I was trying to brainstorm ideas for a class that I'm teaching in a couple of weeks. And somebody said, well, you know, your ideas, I've, I've done something like that where I did a year-long study on the moon. And I went, ooh, I never thought about doing my idea with, like, the lunar planets. Or even, what if I did my idea with just a single tarot card? Now, I'm kind of being a little, you know, um, wishy-washy here, not explaining it all, but because it's a, for a class that's coming up in a couple of months. Right, but I'm getting but an idea, idea that it's smart. Yeah. So when you talk it out with people, you make different connections in your brain. Mm-hmm. And going back to the idea of writing and journaling, when you write these ideas down by hand, you tend to remember these more right. clearly and more often than when you just sit there and look at a card and go, okay. Yeah, that image is cool. I like that. So, have you ever tried channeling with tarot? Mm, yes and no. I've done. I've mostly put myself into the card. Oh, I like and that. And try too. to explore the surroundings of it. Mm-hmm. I've also done things where I've tried to embody, like a mask, the tarot effect. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I was in a um, a job interview or something and I needed the power of um, more self-confidence or self-esteem, I might put the emperor in my pocket so that when I go in, I go in with more of this authoritarian, I know what I'm doing, this is how I can help your company type of thing, rather than, you know, just me normally going, oh, my God, I'm nervous and I really like to work for you because, you know, you guys seem cool and I need the cash. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. So using them kind of as like a touchstone is another yeah. way that you've experimented with it. I love that. So Yeah, but channeling directly, I haven't yeah. really played with that. I've channeled like a, a goddess energy and whatnot, but I've never really done that um, with a tarot card particularly. I do like the idea, though, of going into the card or taking the card with you to kind of embody that energy. I think that's a really neat idea and something, you know, I've never tried doing, so um, certainly I would love to explore that. But, of course, you know, I'd be tempted then to just carry around the magician all the time or the sun. <laughs> you know, that's fine, too. I've, I've got a journal where um, when my decks get retired and my decks will tell me when they want to be retired because usually I spill water or something on them. I keep the cards that still have a good picture or aren't as warped in a bag where I do freebie daily draw type things for people. Some of those cards I'll keep in my pockets or in my bag. I have a journal that has the page of wands in it because Mm -hmm. 
I, that's, you know, I see her as the ultimate doer and um, experimentalist creative energy. So she stays in that book wherever I take it. So let's talk about um, like a tarot technique. Is there, have you ever experimented with timing in tarot? Like figuring out timing? Is there like methods that you've tested out and found some to be better than others? Yes and no. I'm still playing around with timing because it's funny enough, timing is one of those things I have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but when I do read for clients and I get, you know, when questions, we play around with it. Sometimes I'll look at the minor arcana for suits. Now, I identify with each suit probably a little bit different than some of the books will say to me. Um, pentacles is winter, swords is spring, wands is summer, and cups is fall, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a little bit different than the um, standard Rider Waite, Golden Dawn type of attitude. But one of the things I've been trying to learn but haven't done much with is astrology and I know astrology goes more into depth about assigning the deacons and the different um, timing minutely down to things so that's something I'm hoping to find some time in my schedule to be able to learn and do a little bit better I think you know with tarot um, you know whether we're using it as a creative prompt whether we're using it for divination whether we're using it for timing for therapy or whatnot we have to just go into it with a real open mind and be willing to experiment and test things out until we find things that work for us or don't. Totally. I, that's basically why I wrote my book and my whole philosophy. Every time somebody sits in front of me, I don't have a pre-planned notion of what's going to happen. Right. I let them tell me what's going on. I, keep, I let them tell me and talk to me until I figure out, ooh, this sounds like the heart of the matter. And then we dialogue about what spreads or what techniques to use. So when you approach a reading with people, you're not coming into it with this is just the way that I do it. You're open to what is in the moment between you and the client, which is a very different way of reading. It is. I find it's a lot fun because I can customize things to each person. Sometimes I get a little woo as far as like a magical spell or something because, you know, I've had a client once ask me about, oh, I've got this habit. I've been drinking a little bit more and I kind of want to tone back. And I'm like, okay, I have a spread or kind of a spell that we can work on. If you're willing to play with me and be open to the idea, let's see what we can do about manifesting space for you to achieve your goal. Mm -hmm. I love that. So let's talk about your book for a moment. Tarot Inspired Life, it just came out recently. Part of the pun, what inspired you to write this? And what are some of the things that people are going to learn in your book? Well, as we've been talking about experimenting, it's the heart of experimenting with the cards and trying to apply it to various different aspects of your life was the reason why I wrote the book. I wanted to have a book out there that would help um, the enthusiasts learn their own meetings by themselves through different ways of connection, whether it's numerology or story, color recognition, pattern recognition, and then create, learn to create their own spreads and customize them to fit their needs. And with that, I go into a little bit of, well, 
use it like a hypothesis type of experience where I've found that even though I may create a spread, over time, that spread will change as I learn and grow in tarot, and I see how I can restructure it, remove cards, add cards to make it a stronger reading for the goal that I have in mind. Mm-hmm. I also teach, talk a lot about journaling, creative writing. I have creative projects in there. Tarot taught me how to crochet because a lot of those de- um, the decks don't have nice tuck boxes. And I wanted to have some nice fabric cases. So I had a friend teach me how to uh, crochet. I make crochet bags. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It really does inspire lives, whether it is helping other people get to their uh, goals and dreams or clear the clutter of what they don't want in their life. And it also inspires us to pick up other hobbies like sewing, crochet, drawing, you know, his those cool pictures on those decks. Right on. Yeah. I love that. And I think your book is fabulous, and I think a lot of people are going to find that when they're digging into it, they are going to be absolutely inspired to look at the tarot differently, to play with the tarot differently, and maybe to develop a a unique relationship with the cards. And I love that. Bingo, that's exactly what I want people to do. I might, you know, tell you here's how you can do it. But in reality, I'm saying these are my experiments. This is 20 years of me playing with the cards, me showing you what you can do with them. I want you to take what I've written and really customize it to your needs. And then maybe even tell me what you've done with my work to push your own life and to let it inspire yours. Well, it might, you know, you might be inspiring people to, uh, experiment with the cards in lots of new ways. So you may be getting a lot of feedback on maybe things, pardon this pun, you're inspiring others to in, inspire you, you know. Uh, so yeah. I, I think this is awesome. I hope so because, you know, tarot, I, I feel like we just barely scratch the surface of how we can use the cards to influence, to manifest, to help others. I mean, the fact that a lot of us are using the cards more for psychology than to like mm-hmm. do future prediction is huge. So yeah, I want to see what people are doing with the cards. Right. I mean, we even had like fashion designers who got like Dior, the house of Dior got inspired by tarot. So there's no limits to who's going to get inspired or what they're going to do with it. And your book is helping to pave, pave the way for that. Totally. Thank you. So thank you for writing your book. And Jamie, where can people find you and where can they buy Tarot Inspired Life? Tarot Inspired Life can be found on Amazon, Llewellyn's Store, Barnes & Noble, Google Play if you like EPUB books, Books A Million, all the different store sites out there have, have copies. Powell's Books has um, copies here locally in Portland. And it, yeah, wherever you want. You can even talk to your library about getting copies of it in in stock if you can't afford a copy. Right on. As far as where to find me online, I'm kind of taking a Facebook hiatus. However, I am, my blog pushes um, stuff to Facebook. I do access Facebook Messenger, but you can find me on Twitter at Jamie underscore L Ford. And I have two websites that are tarot related. I have InnerCompassTarot.com, which is my personal tarot site where you can get readings from me, advice. I 
tend to blog a lot about like readings I've done for myself personally or other experiments that I've done. And the book also has its own companion site called tarotinspiredlife.com where I push information about events I'm going to, signings. I also have a bunch of freebie downloads that correspond to different um, pages and things that I talk about in the book. And I also write and show people how to use those worksheets. So I'll be starting like how to use my tarot journal, daily journal page, or how to set up your own tarot PDA, which is a personal data um, assistant, which is something I do talk about in the book. Well, I would encourage everybody to get over to Jamie's World and grab a copy of her book and check out everything we've talked about today and more. Um, She's going to be the one that's helping you to maybe look at your tarot cards a whole new way. All right. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day. And, hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, take a moment to leave a kind review on iTunes because that helps more tarot-curious people find their way to this podcast. And as always, I love to close off by saying pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>